Hello, this is Deanna Heron, and welcome to the Deanna Heron Podcast Show. This podcast is created for the woman who wants to be bold in who you were created to be, to shine bright with grace. My goal is to empower you to become the greatest version of yourself through interviews with successful women entrepreneurs, through question answer sessions, and tips from myself in my 22 years of leadership and entrepreneurship. So let's dive in to the greatest version of yourself. Hello, this is Deanna Heron, and welcome to the Deanna Heron Podcast Show. I am super excited to be with you today. I have some very special guests to share with you. If you have not had an opportunity to listen to last week's podcast, it was part two of our series, Rise Up, and it's all about that beautiful masterpiece that is within you. So take a listen to last week's podcast when you get an opportunity. So let's get started on today's show. Today is part three of this series, and I have the opportunity to interview two very special people in my life. Stuart Armfield and Francis Hogan are here with me from, are you guys in London? Yeah, basically. We like to say we're in London. Close. We're like just on the outskirts of London, but we don't like to say that we're not in London because we love it so much. Actually, I just wanted you guys to hear their voice. (laughs) (laughs) So you can 100% fall in love with them like I have. So what we're going to share today is I'm going to allow you guys to get to know who these two amazing men are. And just to share with you a little bit of history, I've known them for quite some time. I've had the opportunity to know them for quite some time. We've traveled together and I absolutely have fallen in love with their energy. I have fallen in love absolutely with their love story. Truly, you guys. And I have fallen in love with the human beings that they are. And they are both such bright lights in this world. And what they project for all of us, I want to share with you guys. If you are enjoying this podcast, I want you to know that I am a part of a podcast network called Upstarter Podcast. We have a wealth of podcasts, other podcasts that have positive energy, lots of business tips, networking, et cetera. So go check us out. So I would love for you guys to meet my incredible friends, Stuart and Francis. And Stuart, if you could start, I would love for you to share a little bit about your background, who you are, so people will get an idea of who they're talking to. Yeah, absolutely. So hello, everybody. My name is Stuart Armfield. My background is in musical theatre, and I've always loved performing, being elaborate and standing out. (laughs) I started running a business about 10 years ago. crazy how time has gone so far it's a decade it literally is a decade and we've been building this business now for the past 10 years and I feel like I just love the kind of the entrepreneurship that we've kind of like learned along the way in the past 10 years and then this is the wonderful yeah I'm Francis I am also from a musical theatre background and that's how we met it's a very small industry and me and Stuart actually met when I was 22 and he was 25 so we've been together now for 10 almost 11 years. The reason I'm talking about that straight away in our relationship, because it's such a big part of who we are and our development. And I feel like me and Stuart have had this journey together where we, you know, we started in this one career, we started a business, we became entrepreneurs, the skills that, you know, that come with becoming entrepreneurs and growing as people. We've, we've done that whole process together. So it always feels relevant to talk about us as a duo. We're very, very different personalities. And I think that's our strength. Stuart is 
what kind of person do you think you are, well, Stuart? <laughs> I think I'm, I'm like a like, big vision cast, like the crazy, like, oh, we can do anything, we can achieve anything. And then France is the little one, not the little one, but the one, <laughs> tiny he's, one. He's bigger than me, but he's the one behind the scenes going and making all those dreams come true. Making, yes. Yeah, so, and we're about to enter a whole new period of our life where we are going to become dads. So we're currently 12 weeks pregnant. So it's a new whole thing that's going to change. And yeah, we're just, we're just excited for life this next chapter. I love that. You know, I'm so glad that you guys mentioned your relationship. I actually did not know that you have only been together for 11 years. So when I first met you, it was a pretty new relationship then because it, it definitely didn't seem like that. Yeah, well, how long ago was it? We were <laughs> we went on a lovely trip around Greece, didn't we? <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure. You two make such a powerful duo. Here's the things that I see. Stuart, you are that big vision all out there, super fun. Not that Francis is not fun. Francis is the thinker. Would you agree with that? 100%. (laughs) Yeah. And I love that about your relationship. Over the last, gosh, probably over the last year, I mean, I follow you guys. And when I do my Instagram and I'm liking and commenting, there are many times when I'm sitting in my bed and I just start laughing out loud. And Mark is like, what are you laughing at? I'm like, Stuart and Francis. They're so funny. They absolutely light up on social media. I personally have seen this transition with you two that have happened. And the topic today is getting rid of what other people think. And I think that's the transition that I've seen in you two over the last year. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's been the biggest transition that I've battled with for the last 10 years I think and it wasn't really until I started doing personal growth and you know awareness is step one isn't it I think awareness takes some time but I became so aware of that I cared so much what people thought about me and and then I realized looking back I was like oh that's why I did all these decisions and then that's why it's stopping me doing all these things so I feel like if I were to say an analyzer's bed, I definitely have cared more in general. But overcoming that, you are right, especially this year, is the most amazing thing. It's interesting, though. So I never cared what people thought about me at all. I've always been a person that, like, I want to be famous. So I understood that being famous, you're going to have some people that love you, some people that hate you. And the more hate you get, the more famous you are. In my head was the way I always saw it. What I think how that what people thought about Francis and how that kind of affected you, it also served him in a way as well, which is really interesting, which I didn't have. So when we're in our musical theatre career, because Francis cared so much about what people thought about him, he worked so hard. And then he got job after job after job because they knew that they could rely on him. Whereas for me, I didn't really care as much what people thought about me. So I just do my own thing. As long as I was having fun, I was happy. And so I didn't work as hard as Francis. So there are swings and roundabouts yeah. to it, as long as it's not disabling you. I think yeah. only when you started business is when the, when you really started to disable you. Yeah. And yeah. rather than, you know, letting that propel you, you let it hold yeah. you back. So there's swings and roundabouts to every kind of thing in life as well. Thankfully, I never had that kind of care. But I noticed that in both of in our relationship that, and I feel like this year, actually, even more than ever, we have been able to identify what our strengths and weaknesses mm. are because I feel like for many years prior to this year I personally have tried to emulate Stuart's strengths and like he said at the beginning 
you know, he is good at the big vision and I'm good at maybe the more practical things. And I feel like I was trying to be this big vision and actually I find joy in the practicality of things. So I feel like that analysis is really perfect because we have weaknesses, we have strengths and they can be, you know, both in different situations. That's really interesting that you say that. And, you know, Mark and I've been married almost 29 years and we still have conversations. I'm the big vision person and he's the more practical. So when we have a conversation, it's like, okay, show me the vision. Like, where are we going? I'm all in. And he's just like, let's just do today. Like, <laughs> let's just worry about today. So that's something that we have to reel in a little bit. But Francis, I can totally identify with you because Mark, he just, he can't see the vision and I can't see sometimes the practicality of what has to happen for that particular day. That used to frustrate me a lot in the beginning <laughs> when I didn't quite understand our roles. I used to be like, for God's sake, Francis, like, why are you not seeing everything that I'm seeing? Yeah. I want you to be this. I want. So I was trying to put my personality and my everything I am onto Francis. That's why probably Francis felt such a weight on his shoulders to be that person. Yeah. And actually, it's actually this year, we have done so much soul searching. Yeah. We have done therapy. We've done everything this year because we kind of just felt flawed, I suppose. We started back at basics and it was amazing to go, oh my God, these are the roles that you excel at. Yeah. And these are the roles that I excel at. So whilst you're, you excel at these things, I can be yeah. doing these things. And together, yeah. we've got such an amazing... So we've really changed the strategy of everything that we're doing yeah. to and then coincide you, with that. And then you find acceptance. So for instance, in the early days, I always talk about the story, but you know, Stuart does leave things around. Like he's not tidy. And they used to frustrate me. But then I go, well, you know what? I will do the tidying up because you take care of this. Then you're not in this battle of... you know. And I suppose also being two men, because... As a person, you have a masculine and a feminine side and all of us adopt all those masculine and feminine sides and different sides. But as being two men, maybe there has been maybe, oh, we need to be masculine, but it's just kind of knowing in our relationship where we need to be masculine and feminine as well. I totally get that. I operate a lot in my masculine energy because I'm a go, 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 work, work, work. I mean, I like to dress feminine, but let's be real. It, there's a lot of masculine energy <laughs> and I totally get that. That's awesome that you guys see that. What is your strength? And I would like to know what Francis is too, because you said you've figured out what your unique strengths are. Yeah. So I'm really good. Like I spend my life, we've got this app called Right Move, which basically just shows you all the houses around at the time. So I'm really good at going on Right Move, seeing the vision, going, okay, this is going to be the five year plan. We're going to have two kids. We're going to have this. We're going to have that. And so I'm really good at going, right, this is everything we've got and, and everything that I want us as a couple and a family to have. I would say that was my strength. And I only ever focus maybe a little bit less in the, this past year, but generally I only ever focus on what I want. That's the thing that has driven me over the past 10 years is that I don't focus on the itty bitty little things that are going on. I'm focused on the big vision. So if these things are going on right now, that doesn't really bother me because the big vision is happening whether these things are going on or not. So I, I've always stayed true in that moment and focused on the bigger picture, which has really, really served me massively, you know, really, really well. And then I suppose, Francis, your strengths. Yeah, so 
And I like to focus more on the day-to-day or this kind of week. I don't like to look too far ahead. I don't know why. Maybe I get overwhelmed. And actually talking about what overwhelms us is actually yeah, really, good, really a, interesting. good analogy. So I get overwhelmed by the big decisions, making those big things. And Stuart gets overwhelmed opening the fridge. All I see is ingredients. And I'm like that doesn't equal a meal. I don't understand how you could just look in the fridge. Yeah. And so that I'm like, Ugh. so he gets overwhelmed by, I don't know what to cook. I can't eat. I'm so starving, that kind of thing. So it's that it's ridiculous. <laughs> so I like the practicality. I like coming up with the systems and, and kind of figuring out how we're going to do that. And I often I'm like, okay, Stuart, right. Give us a vision for the next year. Okay, what's the vision? Okay. You set the vision. Okay. Now I can, and now I know what to do. So I feel like we will just lean on each other in those different scenarios. And I suppose, when it comes to having children as well, like there will be those different roles that we will will naturally fall into as well. I'm so excited to have, kind of have that experience of negotiation on a whole <laughs> new level. That's one of the things I'm really excited about ha- having kids. I mean, it's beautiful. It's beautiful how you guys have figured this out. I'm taking notes here. We've been married 29 years. and uh, Stuart, I'm with you. Like I look at the refrigerator and go, oh my gosh, like I don't even know what's in here. If I don't have a recipe, I can't figure it out. It's a decision that I don't want to have to make. So yeah, I I totally get that. So over the last year, what has changed for you guys? Because there has been a change. Is it personal growth? Tell me what it is, if you can identify it. I think, I suppose we've both been go, 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 go for so many years. And when so much is taken away, is actually going, what do we actually want? And what I've learned is having more self-acceptance. So whereas maybe I would have attached my worth to progress or what I was doing or action, finding, you know, naturally we all have to be stiller and finding that place to be able to sit in myself and find more acceptance in acceptance of my fear or acceptance of my sadness. And I've got this amazing analogy that I've chatted with my therapist about, which is like a garden, right? You know, you have, it's like cultivating a garden and, you know, you have fears and you don't run away from the garden. You just, you have to deal with the fear and maybe the sun is anger. And before maybe I would have seen anger as a bad emotion and, and just learning to embrace it. Actually, it's an important emotion. It makes things grow. We can use it. So that's the journey that I feel like I have been on. Of course, it's been tough, but both of us decided at the beginning of this year that we were bored of repeating stories of excuses of 2020. And I just feel like we learned so much, but let's keep focused on what we want. And I think for me, the end of 2019, November 2019, my dad passed away. And so I think throughout 2020, I spent the first six months of that time going, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay, surface, surface, surface. I'm doing well, I'm doing well. Lockdown happened. And other things happened as well. And I was floored. I was literally like on the floor, just not knowing who I was, where I was, what was going on. I just felt like the rug had been completely swept from under me. And I just was devastated six months on. It was funny when it first happened, I didn't think it was going to affect me. And so I thought I've done so much personal development. This is going to be such a breeze. I know how to control my mind. And I literally had no control. I've obviously lost is a different thing than normal personal development. So what I've learned this year is actually how to sit in different emotions. Because before I was like, I was vibrating and focusing on such a high vibration that 
if a negative thought came into my mind, I, I was so it was so easy to go. That's fine. Move on. Move on. I can focus on what I want. I'm going to get this. I'm doing this. this. And I was on such an amazing train ride on such a high. But actually, when the low came, I was so unaware. I felt like I was depressed on the extreme of the other level. So I was so, I was so happy all the time. And then when one thing happened, it just kind of like floored me. And so what I've learned this year is actually that there is beauty and an amazing vulnerable part of me mm-hmm. that I wasn't showing up because I thought that part wasn't important. Mm-hmm. And what I've learned this year is that actually that shy, that vulnerable part of me actually was the part that has enabled me to be able to connect with people properly and have a, it's a strength, one, right? it's a strength, have a one-to-one conversation with someone. And that's actually the vulnerable, soft, sensitive side of me is actually the part that has built the biggest business for me personally I've built my biggest business from that part but I didn't realize until this year because the showman and the big loud person was the voice in my head that was speaking the loudest so I thought that was the voice that was doing the best but actually this year I've come to learn that there's two sides of me and actually both sides are just as valuable and to give this more vulnerable side of me a bit more of a voice um, to be able to hear more because he's just as important as the aggressive person. So that's what I've learned this year for sure is to be able to sit in both of those power poses. I'm so glad you're sharing this actually because this is such a powerful piece of our journey. And Francis, you said it very well too. It's like, you know, a garden. And this journey in life is about learning how to deal with those emotions that we have held on to, how to feel them, and how to go up in the energy scale, right? I've done a ton of energy work as well. I love it. Emotional energy. But yeah, picking the weeds out of the garden is part of our process. And feeling those emotions are so okay. And I'm sure you walked through just with the death of your father, that mortality sets in. It's quite interesting because both our development journeys are different, but actually it's the same thing, really, when you look at it, is being able to sit in those different places. I also think, and maybe it's because we came from a background in theatre, and we've always had a very high ideal for our life. I like that part of our life because we're always excited about new things and adventures and the next best thing. And when you're actors, the next show, you're always looking for the next success and the same in business as well. You're looking to kind of grow and all those kind of things. And I feel like you end up looking at your life like it's this perfect garden that's always sunny. The garden is the best analogy, <laughs> but it's not. And I think it's okay not to be okay. That's really what I feel like. Yeah, as long as you I think I do agree with everything you're saying, but as long as you don't sit there. So what I felt like in 2020, we sat there a lot and it didn't feel good and it didn't make me feel energized and excited for life. Yeah. And then 2021 hit and was like, actually, what we've learned from last year is actually we love feeling great. We love fe- yeah. feeling, you know, being able to express ourselves. And so how can we do that in a new way yeah. that is taking on that, but not living in yeah. that? Beautiful. What advice would you give? I mean, two things that I think about with your story just in the last year, that self-acceptance has been huge for you guys, but also really being able to feel those emotions and work your way back up to that happy, fun state. What would be some advice that you would give to people out there who are ready just to rise up to their greatness and they don't have that self-acceptance? 
what would be some tools that you could give them to walk through that self-acceptance? The challenging thing for me is because I've identified about myself is that I'm an avoider. So I can suggest loads of things you can do to raise your vibration, which are all valid. It's important that they're valid and they're not distractions. There is importance to be able to sit in the sadness and fear and things like that. So I would say definitely if you've not had any journey of inward reflection or anything like that, I would encourage that. But on the other flip side of it, exactly what Stuart said, is like focus on the things that you love to do. So I have something called what I call an alignment list. So I love keeping healthy. I love working out. It's a must I do every single day. I love waking up early and doing some some sort of gratitude and or affirmations. I have let go of trying to be perfect, trying to do it at the perfect time or some day if I don't do it, life isn't like that. So those kind of things really help set me up. So kind of getting my morning right really helps, but not being attached to perfection. And you know what? Now in the UK, as we're doing recording this, we're being allowed to have more human connection. And it really, oh no, the last two weekends have been so fun, it's haven't so they? <laughs> We've been like, oh my goodness, this is what we've missed. So I would say, if you can go and connect with human beings in person, there is nothing quite like it. Um, and one of the things that me and Francis have done for years now, so you can definitely, this is an exercise you can do with your partner. Oh, yes. So whenever anyone's explaining anything, they are always going to tell you the negative thing of what happened. <laughs> so can you give me an example? Ask me a question about something that you want. What kind of question? Like, what do you want? What do you want, Francis? Well, I don't want to... So that's, well, that's, the, that's what most people say. They'll tell you what they don't want. So what me and Francis have come up with, this new game, it's like, rather than tell me what you don't want, tell me what you love. So whenever, whenever I hear Francis do that and vice versa, it can get really frustrating. But I say, babe, what do you love? What happens is with lots of people is they spiral into the negative. Yeah. And it's so much easier. When I listen to speak to my mom, she's the exact same. She loves spiraling into the negative and it's such a heavy energy. But it's easier because it, it feels like, you know, gossiping and all those kind of things yeah. feels easier because it's like, I don't like this, I don't like this, I don't like this. And I'm like, babe, what? what so when my, when my mom comes around, you'll never guess what happened. I'm like, tell me the positive side of that story <laughs> rather than the negative side. And it's so much harder to talk about the story in a positive light rather than negative so yeah. we always just we call it a pivoting yeah. and it's actually from esther hicks which we uh, we love esther hicks or if you're a friends fan pivot 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 it's just a good way of changing your energy and mood and i i actually believe changing your environment changing your focus like you can do those things really quickly and i feel like habitually all of us as a collective over this last year have just allowed ourselves to sit longer in a place of what we don't want and you just have to kind of get a wet fish and actually whack your face over it, you know, it's and like, just get, come, come on. <laughs> I love that. I love that. So what do you call it? You call it pivot? Yeah. Pivot. Pivot. Or what do you love? What do you love? The game is called what do you love? But it's like, it's constantly pivoting that person's mind yeah. from the negative through to the positive. Cause it just makes such a difference. And just laughing, you know, Stuart makes me laugh every single day. And if I can be in a place of like, oh, I need to be doing this, this, and then he'll do something to make me laugh and everything disappears. I'm like, why do I have access to this feeling at all times? Yeah. You know? That's so good because especially with your partner, we feel like we can be so vulnerable and authentic and I'm going to share my woes. But truly, we need to be sharing more of the good than the bad, right? Not to bring each other down. I love that. 
It's funny you say that because I'd say for the first nine years of my business, I because we're business partners, I never told Francis anything that was going wrong ever in my business because I thought that it would affect his belief in what we were building as a team. And so I never spoke badly about anything that was going on because I just didn't think that was going to be a positive for either of us. And I could sort it out in my own head. I could journal. I could get it all out or I'd speak to a professional about it rather than speak to Francis about it because I wanted him to constantly be in alignment with the vision of where we were going because I knew that if he saw my vision like going a little bit... He's the vision caster. I'm the vision caster. So <laughs> I, I need to know where we're I going. that responsibility. <laughs> I love that. That's so true. And I love that you said too, Francis, is about, you know, we talk about morning routine and having a morning routine and setting your mind up for success for the day. And I'm 100% with you. I do have a morning routine, but I've gotten to a point where I know what I need that morning. And it may not be writing out my affirmations and my goals. It may be I need to meditate a little bit longer than I normally would. And I love what you said. So what are some of the things that you do for your morning routine? Not necessarily daily but I mean just talking about what you were saying something I heard the other day which is so interesting because I feel like as human beings what we do is we take things that we learn from a book and we always try and make it harder for ourselves so we make the process of writing gratitude right I must be grateful or I must do my affirmations but if you're doing affirmations from a place of frustration you know you might be thinking you're asking for what you want but underlying it is this the feeling of like oh I'm so frustrated so like you said, exercising, going for a walk, meditating might be the better thing to do that day. But generally, I always feel proud of myself when I get out of bed early because I feel like I'm winning. <laughs> At life, I'm like, I'm winning today. I like to write gratitude. Sometimes I write a love list and just kind of get lost in a visualization. I like doing affirmations, sometimes a reading. I love listening to podcasts or an audio. But if I'm really honest, I feel most free when I'm moving my body. I've learned to find meditation in that process. And I think also because when I'm working out, I'm quite strict on myself. I actually don't look at my phone. And I think that disconnection from my phone is an important thing for me. It's just that mindset. For me, I just love focus on the future. <laughs> like I get so excited. Like I prefer to spend 20 minutes. I don't, I'm not a worker out like Francis as much. I do work out because I know I have to rather than because I want to. But I would prefer to sit on my bed, close my eyes and visualize the next three years and how it's going to pan out and the end goal of that three years. I think for me, that's where my power comes from. Because Francis always thinks to himself, I work so much harder than you do and you get better results. And it's because I'm only ever focused on the big, clear vision of where I'm going. And sometimes you don't have to work as hard as what people think you do to still get those results as long as you're so crystal clear of what it is you want. And so that used to frustrate frustrate me so much because I'm doing all these practices and then he'd stroll out of bed at 8.30 and be in such a great mood and everything would go his way. And that I'd be like, ah! (laughs) frustrated but I've learned to find you know we're all different and I think it's just about finding something that works for you but I just believe also what kind of Stuart said as well I work out because I know I have to I think there are certain things that as a generation maybe we've all gotten to this place of like oh you know I don't feel like it I've got to feel right or everything's got to be aligned there are some things in life you just have to get on with it and that's the conversation I'm having with myself right now is right Francis get on with it. Like just do the things. Some things are not always going to feel comfortable, but that is life. 
Yeah, that's so true. And you're good at that. You're very good at making yourself do those things. I know that when I traveled with you, you were doing those things. So Stuart, the visualization is huge. Could you share just like a snippet of what you visualize? Because I know it has to be pretty specific. And if you could walk us through how you do that process. Right. Okay. So I usually sit on my bed and I close my eyes and it's just about where you see yourself. So for me personally, my biggest driver is home. I just love nice houses. I just visualize myself opening the door, which is a massive, it's actually a black door. It's not, it's not different to the door we've got right now. It's massive black door. And I open that door and I've just come back from the gym. So I know that I'm still working out and I'm still doing those things. I open the door, the kids come running towards me. I see the house, I sit there and I visualize the staircase going up. We've got the cinema room on the left. We've got the, you know all these different things that are going on. And then I also, one of the other things that drives me is a holiday home. I would just love to have a holiday home in Ibiza. So I see that again, I just sit there and visualize walking through that house and the feelings. This is the major thing that most people miss. They go, I can't visualize, so I'm not going to do it. And it's actually, it's more about not necessarily what you're seeing through your visualization, but the feelings you're feeling. So that that sense of like such an achievement, because I've come from absolutely nothing. And so to know that we have absolutely smashed it enough to be able to have a holiday home, to be able to have a nice home and have two kids and have all these things. And that sense of fulfillment is what I sit and I, um, on my bed and I just visualize that and with the feelings of all of the things that you know I've ever wanted. I think if you have those two things combined with the head and the heart, those two things are powerful. And I would prefer to spend two minutes every day visualizing than two minutes every day messaging people because I, I really feel that actually there's more power in knowing exactly what you want than there is if you're doing the activity but not getting the results. It's because these two things aren't focused on where you want to be. I can totally feel your vision. Like that <laughs> was, I'm like, I can feel it. I can see it. So I have no question that that, I I mean, I can't wait to see that black door when you guys (laughs) get that home, because I know that's going to happen. The way that you just shared, that's powerful. So powerful. And he's the vision caster. So I'm like, okay, that's great. Now I I know what we need to do. (laughs) But that's why I love Instagram as well. Instagram is such an amazing tool, but people use it in the wrong way. People use that Instagram and they go, oh my God, I haven't got this. I haven't got that. So they're focused on all the things that isn't in their lives right now. Whereas I go on Instagram, there are moments when I do that, do not get me wrong. But the majority of my time, I'm like, I type in on Instagram houses or mansions or whatever. I'm sitting there and I want to be with my Instagram, I want to be inspired to go, if that person's got that, then I want to make sure that my house is like this, like this. So you just, again, it's the same app, but it's two different ways of viewing that same app. And that's the same in most things in life. Most people don't get what they want because they're focused on the lack of the thing they haven't got. Whereas if you can switch that focus into the feeling mode of knowing where you are, knowing what you want, the vision of what's going on, that is what's the most powerful thing. And that's why the pivoting thing really works really well because you're pivoting people from lack into abundance. Yeah. And that's what I'm constantly doing. And when I'm speaking to people that maybe are in that kind of lack space, making them laugh 
will instantly get them back out. So that's one of my key tactics to life is get that person laughing, get them in the abundance state, and then let's get you trained and let's yeah. get you, you know, back in the room because you just cannot create anything from the lack state. And it's all about energy, isn't it? Right. So when we look back at times when we've been thriving or whatever, it's all about you just you have a feeling. And I think ultimately you can want all these things and have a nice house. Of course, it makes you, you know, it's great, but it's that feeling that we're all after. And I think we're all so different. We all like me and Stuart think about things in very, very different ways. But ultimately we're just coming to that same. Can I just say one thing? Place. When we first started our business, it was hilarious because I would be like, right, okay, we're doing this, we're doing this. And Francis' question or answer to everything was, but how? But how? <laughs> I'm like, if you say that one more time, I'm going to punch you in the throat. Like there's no, you cannot say, but how? It is just not part of our vocabulary anymore. If we started, you just couldn't like I just, I shake that, could no. you? It's so fun. It's probably fear, isn't it? Asking how. Interesting. Maybe. I don't know. I think that's the beautiful thing about your personalities. Is, yeah. You know, Stuart already sees it. He already sees it. So he knows the how is coming. And you're a step-by-step person. Give me the steps and I'll follow the steps and I know yeah. that I'll get there. Yeah, I think exactly. that's what's so beautiful about the two of you, for sure. So I was beyond proud of you two and, you know, what I have seen transformed on, you know, on your journey on Instagram. But just being with you, and I know we're miles and miles apart, just to be able to feel your energy and your passion, I am like beyond proud. And I know that beyond a shadow of a doubt, I'm getting tears. there are so many amazing things that are going to happen in your life and i appreciate you two so much just being willing and open to share on this podcast because i know that there are lots and lots of people who are going to be changed by multiple things that you have shared both of you so like i said i took lots of notes myself so beautiful beautiful so in closing i would just like for you guys to share if you had just a a little tidbit of advice to share with the audience it's mainly women i do have some men that listen to this but it's women that really want to be bold like step out into their greatest self and we all know that there's things that hold us back what last minute suggestion would you have for those people that just really are, they want to step out and be bold. So when I very first started into business, I spent a lot of my, I was very underconfident and I was just not the person I am right now. So I spent a lot of my life, and I hope you can understand this, outside of my body, like just like vibrating here. And it was really fun. Everyone's really loved me, but I was all, I was never in my body. As soon as I took that spirit and whatever it is and harnessed it, and really rooted that down to figure out, you know, I am enough, I can do this, I deserve this, and and repeating those comments to myself constantly, what happened is my spirit or whatever it was, it sunk down into my heart. Mm -hmm. As soon as that happened, the power of who I am literally shone through and so if you're looking at this especially women i know women they've got so much on their minds they've got so much to do they've got kids they've got chores they've got all these different things that 
why God knows what you women do. But I feel like being a gay man is the best part because you can kind of relate to both sides. But I just feel like if you can really ground yourself and really root in exactly who you are, you can achieve anything. And that is such a powerful state to be. So meditation, visualization and affirmations really embed that into the root of who you are. You'll be absolutely amazing. And just tag it on from that. I think when you can just love every part of you and be so okay with being different or standing out and just not trying to be anyone other than yourself, that's your true power. And I think people spend their time just trying to mold themselves into other people, but just own yourself. And there's nothing more. You can feel it when someone walks in a room. There's nothing more satisfying than seeing someone just own their self. And I feel like we're living at the most exciting time right now in the world where people can be who they want to be. Like we're celebrating in our Western culture, we're celebrating people for being different and what amazing place. And from a boy growing up in the nineties, that has changed already in 20 years, like dramatically. And I'm just so excited for what's to come. Beautiful. Well said. So well said, because we are, we grow up and we look at everyone else and we try and be like everyone else when that's an impossible task because we are created to be uniquely ourselves. And that, my friends, is what I love so much about you. So thank you so much for being a part of this amazing podcast and spending your precious time with us. And I know the audience is going to get just valuable, valuable, life-changing information. So I appreciate you too. For those of you who have joined us today, if you have received great value from this podcast, I would appreciate it if you would go and subscribe and share this podcast with your friends and family. And be sure to rate and review. That would mean the world to me. You can follow me on Instagram at Deanna Heron. I have received so many messages from you guys about this podcast and future podcast topics. I appreciate that so much. I love, love, love hearing from you. Don't forget, I have a private Facebook group called Deanna's Diamonds. It's a group for women where we share and empower each other to your greatness. So if you want to be a part of that, you can go to deannaheron.net and I can invite you to be a part of that. Just accept your request. So have an amazing, amazing Tuesday. God bless you. And thank you so much for joining me.